the Front End Nerdery Podcast, a podcast about front-end development and design. I'll be talking with people in tech about a number of different topics focused on front-end development, design, and other uh, topics as well. I'm your host, Todd Libby. Today I have with me the creator of Style Stage, Eleventy.rocks. She's an instructor at egghead.io and a laboratory mastermind with CSS and accessibility. My pleasure to introduce today my guest, Stephanie Eccles. Stephanie, how are you today? Doing pretty good, Todd. We had a lot of snow and that's melting, so that's lifting my spirits. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Yeah, same here. We just got some last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, so why don't you tell yourselves a little, you know, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I have been a front-end focused web developer for over 13 years, almost 14 now in terms of the professional capacity of all that. Started learning before that. Mm -hmm. um, my career started, um, I spent most of my career in a marketing agency. And you probably see remnants of that reflected in the type of work that I put out there. In particular, how I promote it, probably something I can't shake. <laughs> I also have a degree in advertising, so that's where that mm -hmm. kind of came from too. Um, but I, about two and a half years ago, almost three now, I shifted to the product side of the house, still front-end focused, um, had the opportunity to, in my previous position, lead development of a design system and got really into that, um, really expanded my understanding of accessibility and then um, beginning of last year when the pandemic kind of forced us all home, <laughs> mm -hmm. my coping strategy was apparently just kind of happened to start spinning up side projects. So here we are. That's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I yeah, I know about the side projects thing. I have <laughs> a lot. I have too many. Uh, so first question I usually ask is how did you get started in your journey in web design and development? Yeah. So for me, um, I went to a camp as a teenager and that was advertised as for flash animation. So at the end of the five-day camp, I knew a little bit more about keyframe animation, and I was sent home with a copy of Macromedia Flash. And um, as I kind of started learning that, I, I, I enjoyed art as a kid. So I was like, I'm going to use this to put art on the web. And uh, then I realized there was a few other bits involved to actually get it on the web and started learning you know, at the time that was manual FTP, <laughs> dealing with uh, DNS in a lot more convoluted way than what hosts offer for us now. Um, table layout, well, I really only cared about a one cell table to throw my flash embed in. Centering that on the page, set background color and away you go. Mm -hmm. um, and then in college, I was like, hmm, I'm kind of liking this. Um, started to hear about WordPress. So I tried to customize a WordPress theme. And at the time, because responsive design was not quite there, I remember Ethan's article coming out actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it was before that. And I wanted to do the notorious, especially in WordPress land, double sidebar layout. 
And I could not figure that out. I was using, attempting to use floats, attempting to use absolute positioning, mega struggle. Um, and so I saw a free class advertised and um, at my college that helped me at least figure out what absolute positioning meant. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, a few things clicked and kind of got more and more into the WordPress side, um, was able to have a couple internships where that was involved. Um, very fortunate to have some managers that kind of pushed me in the right direction, um, gently pushed me, <laughs> I should say, uh, you know, mm -hmm. encouraged me. Yep. And um, spent 10 years with WordPress. So again, not significantly flavors <laughs> what I'm drawn right. to. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed that. You know, I, as I said, I was in marketing. So that was a very, very useful tool. Um, but always um, we, we, I was also fortunate to be with folks who put a big emphasis on usability. We weren't quite ready for accessibility. <laughs> because um, it just wasn't talked about as much when I was first getting into the marketing agency world. Um, but we were focused on usability. And so um, we were not purchasing themes. We were doing completely custom themes, a lot of custom PHP, um, lots of custom jQuery, and you know whatever you needed to do to get the job done, which is not so different from today. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I say right tool for the right job. And in an agency environment, WordPress and jQuery, gets the job done <laughs> for yep. sure. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was always craving that like easier workflow though. And I think just in the last year with things like 11 D I've kind of like found my happy place with <laughs> workflow and tools. And so it's kind of, it's been interesting to like, kind of, I always feel like I've kind of evolved with the web, obviously not the entire length of time, but a significant portion. And I've always enjoyed um, playing with the new stuff that comes out and things like that. But yeah, I'm happy to happy to uh, use static things and advocate for accessibility here in the modern world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I see you do that a lot too, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and you had mentioned uh, in the form you filled out, you know, you grew up in a small town. I sort of grew up in a small town too. and. I don't know about your small town, but my small town didn't have anything other than me sitting behind a computer <laughs> learning how to program. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a it was a great journey for me. And it sounds like yours was yours was a great journey, too. Yeah. Yeah, I did grow up in a town of 800 as a farm kid. And. Uh, yeah, it was it definitely shaped what I thought my opportunities were <laughs> for a significant portion of my career, um, which again, the pandemic and companies being open to remote has, it basically ungeofenced me, which has been amazing. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of folks have experienced that, even mm -hmm. just like having conferences and things more accessible online and things like that. It's been a positive in all this. <laughs> Yeah, and, and all your work has culminated. I just I saw your tweet earlier today. You have a an article on Smashing Magazine. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so um, the article is about <clears throat> it's a it's quite a mix of things. <laughs> In the end, you end up with some um, the demo shows you how to set uh, image sizes within kind of a card construct using aspect ratio, which is not quite in every browser, but we're getting super close. Mm -hmm. um, but also how to incorporate that with object fit. So you can, it discusses the different fallbacks there. Um, but what kind of tipped that article off? So I, I'm a big proponent of play as well, <laughs> which is where my project style stage came out of. Mm -hmm. I was trying to encourage other people to play too. So. <laughs> That article, I discovered what tipped it off was I discovered that you can use some functions like min and max within gradient syntax to set their gradient stops. So anyway, that's kind of the hidden gem of that article, what kind of led to the whole thing. So yeah, it was a fun exploration and happy to happy to join the Smashing crew. They're really awesome to work with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and that 
sounds like I have some reading to do later. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be great. Uh, you mentioned Style Stage, and that's how I think you and I were yeah. introduced to each other. And I submitted a, um, what do you call them? theme? What would you say, yeah. theme? Yeah. Uh, and working on another one, but that's been on the back burner for a long time. Um, so what gave you the inspiration behind Style Stage? And could you tell the listeners a little about a, a little bit about that and how they could possibly, you know, create a theme and, and submit that as well? Absolutely. So Style Stage is a, if I mentioned, I kind of grew up with the web. So one of the kind of cornerstone projects, um, especially for folks interested in CSS, was CSS Zen Garden mm -hmm. and by Dave Shea. And it, I just fondly remembered that. Um, I enjoyed, you know, I really enjoyed tools like CodePen and these things where you can quickly iterate an idea, throw it out there. It doesn't have to be super, super formal and, and it does encourage play. Um, but I also was interested in providing a format that would encourage play, but also encourage standards like semantic HTML um, and accessibility. So what style stage is, every contributor restyles the same base HTML. So basically when you go to stylestage.dev, you are going to provide a brand new style sheet, but use that exact same HTML. So we have over 50 styles at this point, and they're definitely all very different. Um, the hope is that folks learn more, um, kind of use it as an exercise to learn more about CSS, whether and it's for all skill levels. So that might mean learning more about the fundamentals, or it might be a chance to look into the more modern properties and explore those, which there's a nice list on the homepage um, of those if you're not sure what's kind of meant by modern. <laughs> I keep thinking, what am I going to do in a few years when it's not modern anymore? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we'll worry about that later. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's been awesome. Um, you contribute a style, sh a style sheet on GitHub. And I've actually heard from a lot of um, early stage folks that they appreciated that because they hadn't really been introduced to GitHub. So it's kind of a bonus learning for some people. Yeah. Um, so you submit a PR, a pull request with your style sheet, and I'll help you review it. Um, things are connected to Netlify, and what that means is that we're using their feature where you get an instant preview of your style sheet. So you can double check that it did what you intended, and that way I can also double check very easily. Um, there are some guidelines. They mostly have to do with meeting some basic accessibility things like contrast, visible focus, um, making sure you remember to, at some point, make the included skip link visible. So again, mm -hmm. if these are new terms to you, um, more learning opportunities. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots to learn there. You know, um, it's not a beauty contest. So it doesn't have to be the prettiest style sheet. If you've learned something and you meet the guidelines, I will absolutely add it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's really for everybody to play. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, like you said, I I went through and looked at all the different styles and themes, and, and they were they're all great. Um, and I would encourage, and I do encourage people to pop right in, create a theme, you know, submit it, yeah. learn if they you know if they're at that stage, like you said. Uh, so yeah, it's great. I love it, and I at some point will get to my. <laughs> My my second one that's sitting in code pen right now, just collecting dust. Um, sometime I hope, hopefully this year. <laughs> so, um, oh, a ways to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, plenty of time. Um, you also have another uh, site, Eleventy Rocks, which it does, it rocks. Um, <laughs> It's a great resource for levity um, things, stuff. Um, can people submit resources and what was your idea behind that site as well? Yeah, good question. So I'd started 
So 11B, if you're not familiar, it is one of the available static site generators. Um, one of the key differentiated features um, is that there is zero client-side boilerplate JavaScript. And so what that means is you can literally get started with an index.html file um, and it will essentially just help you provide the environment around it like it comes with browser sync. And then as your site grows in complexity, you can start to use some of the 10 templating languages that are available. For example, my sites generally end up being Markdown and then Nunjux mm -hmm. um, and then SAS. <laughs> um, nope. So 11D rocks, I, like I said, the pandemic kind of caused me to suddenly have way too many ideas to chase. <laughs> and 11D is, I call it my enabler because <laughs> I can spin up something from idea to launch in a few hours. Um, and that's that's because it really like, especially being able to write in Markdown, you know, that's, that's such a fast workflow, especially if you're just working on content. Um, and so I'd started to make quite a few different projects and I wanted a place to pull them together. Um, so that's where 11D rocks as the site came about. Um, I was starting to just like copy paste links across everything. And I'm like, uh, let's have a place this actually lives. Um, <laughs> I reached out to Zach to see if he was like approving of that URL. Cause I <laughs> want to be cognizant that I'm like, you know, I realized I'm kind of grabbing that as a brand. So mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, that's cool. Um, so it's been fun. Uh, it's a good question about contribution. So I've thought about that a lot. Um, what I launched with and what's the solution quote unquote right now is there's a web ring at the bottom of every page. So that's a little web component you can actually add your resources to. Um, I haven't had anybody self-submit yet, but if anybody has something cool, um, be sure to add it because I know I'm not catching everything in the community to properly keep that updated. Um, I, I would like to experiment with like Netlify CMS or something and maybe get a contributor flow actually in place um, would be awesome. So. We'll see again. I like, I like your point. Maybe sometime this year. Okay. That gives me yeah. <laughs> 10 months to maybe work that in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. So it kind of encourages me to keep, keep learning as well, you know, and you have a place where you're actually publishing and like, yeah. oh, I need to add some content maybe. <laughs> well, I've been checking out the site and, uh, you know, I'm undergoing the initial stages of a, not only a redesign, but a kind of a rebuild on my personal site, which uses Alemity as well. So that's going to be a good, uh, a, great, a great resource for me to just say, okay, I just do things this way. Because right now I'm using the, um, the starter uh, theme, uh, Zach made. Oh yeah, um, the official one. Yes, yes, the official. I was I was lazy when I hopped into it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it I I've I've briefly, quickly gone through the site, you know, and I mean I point anybody to a resource site, I said, you know, let me, you know, thought box is probably where you want to go first. Yeah, and awesome, thank you. Go from there. I also saw recently you have the Netlify Jumpstart repo. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's the starter as well for 11D. Yeah. And so I was interested in that because I have, it might, my, my ears perked up and I perked up when I saw there was SAS. I'm not using SAS right now, but I want to use SAS. So I know that uses SAS. Could you tell? Uh, the listeners a little bit about that one as well. Yeah, so my currently only um, 11D starter, um, which I recently kind of disclaimed that it was created really early in my journey. So um, the, like the, the core of it is is solid and it's probably just missing some features that maybe I would mm -hmm. add if I remade it today, which <laughs> I probably should update it. Um, but it, um, the other thing that it uses um, was I have a very small CSS framework, which again, that was like my second project at pandemic. And I've changed my mind a lot about how I did that one as well. But mm -hmm. 
it will give you it's like two kilobytes um so it's like a theme like a, a minimal color theme system buttons cards and then a couple of layout structures which that's the part i would update if i redid it today um so in other words it's not a fully designed starter but it gives you enough that you can make some kind of nice looking content easily change the colors that kind of thing so um I think there's still value to that being, you know, as minimal as it is um, in that regard. Right. If, again, just boost other people. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, so it's, um, it, I'm actually surprised how much traction that one's gotten. Um, but again, I'm, that's been a fascinating part of this year in doing projects too, is like seeing what people are attracted to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Doesn't always match what, it usually surprises me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, then gives me another rabbit to chase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I saw the tweets. What was it? Yes, it must have been yesterday. I saw some tweets or recently where you've had a lot of people, you know, retweeting that, like uh, Dave Rupert and um, yeah, Brad Frost was another one I saw. So yeah, that's getting a lot of traction. And uh, I might actually just take a first spin and do a little side project uh, yeah. as well. Let me know what what. Uh... What issues you have either with setup or like features you wish it kind of had out of the box and yeah because yeah, i think i definitely i should rephrase i definitely will be making another one sometime <laughs> <laughs> with some evolved preferences going into it right right and it's it kind of reminds me of and you probably stumbled across this too those those really bare bones themes with wordpress where yeah. it's just you know, you add on as you go, or, you know, you suggest changes as you, as you work with it. So yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I, I'm, again, not only a big Eleventy fan, but you know, the, the, the stuff that you have done recently has been awesome. So I can't, I can't get enough of it. Keep going. I love it. I know a lot of people that love it too. So, um, thanks. <laughs> And I took, I'm going to shift a little bit, kind of a good segue here. I, I took, uh, what, I, I watched some videos over at egghead.io where you are an instructor. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I should have been more prepared to tell you which one I took. <laughs> and I can't remember the title of it. But you do instructional videos over at Egghead. Yes. So... You know, what's the best part about making content like that for you? And uh, if you want to go into, you know, you know, telling people about that as well, go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've enjoyed my time at Egghead. Um, if you're not familiar, it's completely video tutorials, um, video instruction. Um, they're starting to add some written content, but that's very new. Um, and they have a very particular format. So every video is going to be, um, the huge majority of videos are gonna be under five minutes, probably even less. I think probably the majority of mine are under three or four. And that's intentional. The idea is that it's just enough. Um, basically you think of a video as the size of a small commit, like a change that you're making. So small enough that you can easily explain it, you can summarize it, um, and that it's easy to follow, of course, in that duration for whatever the topic is that you have at hand. So yeah, I really enjoyed that format. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, and it would be quite a change if you're not used to it, if you're used to watching like YouTube <laughs> where it can go on for a few hours sometimes, um, you know, and, and obviously there's content that fits both types of formats. Um, but Egghead is intended to be like, you wanna get up, Graded, updated very quickly. Like you're there to learn. You're going to pick a very dedicated topic, which is the other really good thing it's useful useful for, is a very honed in topic that you can um, either do a one off lesson or you can do a course. So a course is going to just be a series of lessons that are more related. You probably end up with a um, some sort of project at the end or something, you know, kind of a, a bigger takeaway. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Most of mine are front end focused. Um, I was just checking my email to see. Um, 
I have my first course coming out today, so this recording day, February 23rd, about um, accessibility and creating accessible styles for form fields. Nice. So that was exciting. That's 17 lessons. I think it's just over an hour for that length of a course, but you get a mini form design system at the end of it. So yeah, it's awesome. been fun. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll uh, make sure we have links in the show notes as well <laughs> to those uh, resources. Um, now, <clears throat> I also stumbled upon, uh, across your podcast, <laughs> which uh, I've listened to everything. And it seems like you're on a little bit of a hiatus right now. We, we were, we recorded one this past week. Um, okay. We both have had various life events. So mm -hmm. I, that should be coming out soon. I'm sure by the time this podcast is updated, we'll have our next one out there. So yeah. <laughs> so it's called, well, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, go ahead. Sure. It's, you know, yeah, you, it's you, you, you. Word wrap. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's called word wrap. Um, that was an adventure just to choose a name, tell you what. <laughs> you probably had the same thing. Although I really I like yours, just like very straightforward. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Zeldman asked me how, how I came up with the name. I said it was the first thing that popped into my head. So nice. I started running with it. <laughs> nice. So I, I co-host it. My co-host is um, Claire and she and I um, have a previous working history and we've just stayed in touch and we have fun. So we uh we feel similarly about um some of the topics and you know our life experiences have made us feel different about others so we it's fun to kind of each um seems like the last couple of episodes we've kind of like one or the other of us has kind of owned the topic and then we kind of either banter or interview about mm -hmm. it which is it's been a fun format we want to start doing the guest thing but we are still figuring out what technology to use which obviously zoom would be <laughs> be okay most of the time so mm -hmm. um but anyway so we're still learning a lot uh, that's been a fun part of it too but it's you know it's been a fun just kind of social and mental reprieve for both of us even if yeah. you know whether or not listeners enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> well so, i enjoy it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i enjoy it and again you know i People ask me new podcasts. I say, no, nope, word wrap is a good one. I like it. I'll have to check for the new uh, episode soon. Um, so you said, you know, it's basically, it's, you know, banter. One person runs with a topic. So I, I, will you be doing any like themed shows? I, I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts where they focus on, say, for instance, accessibility or, you know, yeah. um, CSS, for instance, is there any, you know, topics you're going to be covering that are kind of specific or very specific in the future? We kind of, so far, have been choosing them a little ad hoc. They do, you know, each episode has ended up, you know, revolving around a theme because it's easier to talk to and we're trying to keep them a little on the, on the shorter side. Um, and so let's see, we've had CSS, we've had uh, a little bit about accessibility, we ended up hitting like color contrast. And I think both of us, we, we've talked about doing more themes of accessibility, um, but it's also been a learning experience to try to only talk when you're describing code, right? <laughs> I looked yeah. to the CSS podcast with Yuna and Adam Argyle mm -hmm. from Google. Um, they do an excellent job. Like yeah. it's amazingly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, They're great personalities, but like, you know, you just hear the description, oh, they're going to talk about CSS properties. We're like, oh, no, this is this is great. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's hard to like learn how to make that interesting. So, right. Um, anyway, so that's why I think, you know, we've kind of gone to banter or discussion route a little more so mm -hmm. far. Um, but we've talked about some kind of juicier, more technical topics um, that we're both interested in exploring. So stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so my next question 
It's about CSS, as a matter of fact, uh, which I see you tweeting about a lot, often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, what about CSS first attracted you to it? And what about it now, uh, you know, that excites you looking towards the advancements that have been made uh, with, you know, everything from maybe, I guess, the past, you know, five years or so, I think there's been a lot of advancements. And so what's, you know, what's attracted you to CSS? Yeah. So um, I definitely haven't always had the same level of fondness, um, mm -hmm. but that's had a lot to do with the evolution of the language itself. And coincidentally is why I am so fond of it now <laughs> in the sense of, um, in my experience, if you care about CSS, if you have engineers, developers that care about CSS, they probably care a little bit more about usability. They probably care a little bit more about accessibility um, because those things go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I am basically, I enjoy CSS as a language. I enjoy that it lets me, again, play. I, I'm gonna hit that because I really think it's so critical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and, and um, so, I, you know, initially what got me into development, you know, part of the reason Flash was so attractive is I do a little code or in that case, some type, you know, mix of code and drawing, but, you know, and immediately get that feedback, you know, of what's happening. And yes, you get that with JavaScript, but CSS, like you get the visual <laughs> feedback um, right. and that's just really satisfying. So, um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm basically at this point passionate about teaching it. Um, mm -hmm. And, and you know, my projects kind of have been a journey of like finding different ways to teach it. Um, kind of, you know, some people love the long tutorials. Some people um, prefer just a one-off code demo. And then the small CSS people have apparently really been <laughs> liking that format where, you, it's kind of a mix, like you get more description than you can offer on the code pen, but it's less than a tutorial. So you can still kind of get in, get out with the solution you're after. Um, and so that's been fun too, just because of how I operate <laughs> to like explore different formats as much as anything. Um, but yeah, it keeps me energized and kind of engaged with the community has been a huge benefit. Um, like you said, we met because of style stage. So, um, hugely expanded my network, which has been really fun. Just like learning about people, events, resources that I didn't, you know, would have not otherwise entered my own network. So selfishly, you know, that's why I keep going. Um, right. So that's been awesome. Yeah. It, you know, especially in when I, when I very first started um, making content last year, we, we, as in people in the U.S., weren't quite sure the pandemic was coming to us, right? Okay, so <laughs> um, it ended up like um, being able to evolve that content and have those connections has, I mean, that's just been an even additional benefit during this last year. So mm -hmm. all those things combined, you know, CSS happens to be the topic, but meeting awesome people and, you know, trying to help do my part to move the web forward is also a goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I look at it too. When I do, you know, stuff with CSS or when I do stuff with, well, me, I'm mostly accessibility lately, but yeah. you know, I've always had fun with CSS. So um, yeah, I'm a little bit more of a fanatic, but <laughs> um, which the, the changes that, the advancements, I should say, that oh, yeah. are being made are just great, so. Small CSS.dev, you just mentioned that. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at it in depth yet, but when I checked it out this morning, I'm like, another thing I gotta look at. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, which is great. I don't mind. I like doing the homework and everything. So uh, CSS snippets for modern CSS layouts and components. Now, 
how did you come up with this? <laughs> Another white rabbit that I chased and led me way into Wonderland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just at this, you know, again, at this exact moment, it's still less than two weeks old. Um, so that one was um, Sokopi Fayak, who's a AKID instructor, and he's also developer advocate, I believe is the correct title um, for Apple tools. Um, he invited me to come on his kind of his fun um, Twitch show that he started. Mm -hmm. It's Kobayashi Maru, which is a play on Star Trek, I believe. I've only watched those once, like the series, Next Generation once, I think it's Star Trek. But um, <laughs> anyway, it's supposed to be, it's a play on it, but the original is supposed to be like kind of an impossible challenge. Like, so it's an hour to explore something that, yeah, you know, his guest is interested in. So I wanted to do, um, I have a hard time doing something that's not going to have a result at the end. So in trying to think of what I wanted to explore, um, came up with small CSS. So we um, initially built that as an extremely bare bones 11D site. And then um, I kept pulling in content. So the idea is that it's small snippets that um, feature modern CSS properties, but they're also intended to be practical and useful. So um, the most fancy one that I have there is an avatar list. Does everybody need an avatar list? No. <laughs> but as a micro component, there's a lot going on there with modern CSS properties that were really fun to explore and, um, and describe. Um, and also, um, I emphasize the accessibility part of everything. So, um, yeah. for example, I won't show something on that site that would absolutely require JavaScript to be accessible. Um, the emphasis is going to stay honed in on CSS. Um, mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> I also used it um, for my latest example for scroll snap, which has a lot of accessibility and usability issues. And I sort of took it, I added it specifically so I could call out <laughs> those issues. Um, anyway, so we'll see. Um, had a couple requests to see if it could take contributions. So again, yeah. I, um, I want to explore that, but it's so young. I got kind right. of, it's almost like the car before the horse <laughs> situation yeah. happened. So I was kind of frantically adding content and um, while still trying to make it meaningful. Cause I, of course, anything that gets added, I want it to be meaningful. I want it to retain accessibility, the practicality, um, you know, and um, so, you know, it's worthwhile to repeat topics but since it's kind of the format is kind of a page that you can kind of scroll through and skip through, you know, kind of try to limit some repetition to an extent. There's mm -hmm. also, um, it also kind of shows how you can, of course, build between utilities. So we start with the Flexbox and Grid example, and then later stuff uses those, that kind of thing. Um, so in a way, it's attached to my other mission to um, let folks know they may not need a framework for some simple stuff. <laughs> so yeah. again, it all comes back to learning and playing <laughs> yeah. and understanding yeah. what's even available to make mm -hmm. that kind of decision. So yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I I think the framework discussion is for another <laughs> another episode. <laughs> I dipped into it the other night, but I usually stay away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got I took the bait in something uh last week and I said no I can't do that oh no <laughs> um so we've talked about you know all the stuff you have going on and and I know that you know like you said that stuff excites you and it excites me when I see content like that especially with a focus on accessibility as well so I appreciate that and I absolutely respect that uh, you're doing that. So it's, it's great. It's awesome. What else about the web is there that excites you and keeps you excited in what you do? Yeah, great question. Um, I, I'm kind of wired to love systems. <laughs> 
Um, so I really loved getting into the design system side of things um, and using that as an avenue to kind of try to advance the idea of front end as an extremely worthwhile standalone, <laughs> you know, segment. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I would say just, you know, I have a few, few different topics I've mentioned, like kind of just trying to boost general advocacy on a variety of things. Definitely. Keep, that's usually what drives <laughs> new ideas. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm very interested in, in improving workflows and collaboration between different team members, whether it's, you know, freelance first client, like, um, or whether it's, you know, in an established organization. Um, so I like that part of like the work work <laughs> side of things. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. If there were one thing about the web that you could change today, what would that be? Ooh, that's a giant question. <laughs> it certainly um, is. Oh man. I, I think that the web itself, like as a platform is in pretty good place. Like, it's headed in the right direction for any improvements that still need to be made. Um, I think that I would look more to the community to keep advocating for things like accessibility. Like, I just want to see that wider. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> yep. You know, just from the start, like shift that left to, you know, everybody needs to have an essential understanding. Um, so I, I just hope that as we move the web forward, you know, that's what happens. So more mm -hmm. about the community and, and involvement and, you know, incorporating that in tools. And as I said the other day, demos and tutorials, like let's all <laughs> do our best. We know better, let's all do better mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and I'm reminded of that daily when I'm working on something, whether it's, you know, personal project or whether it's, you know, something else professional with the client or whatever. Um, that that advocacy is very important. And I talked about this on the last episode, uh, you know, from, from kickoff to handoff, but it even goes further and beyond handoff. It, it's always a, yeah, I mean, even with, uh, you know, CSS, that's always an, an evolutionary thing that's going on. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the web that's been the web first since it was created. Uh, it's been evolutionary. So, yeah. Uh, now, <clears throat> I think I know the answer to this next question, but I've, I've, I've asked it anyways, uh, even though this is what podcast number three, <laughs> but anyways, favorite part of front end development you really like the most that you nerd out over? <laughs> well, yeah, it still goes back to CSS. I don't have a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, I get pretty nerdy about the basic structure, though. The more that mm. I've learned about accessibility, I've, I've enjoyed that more. Um, you think you know HTML until you get a slightly weird hierarchy to deal with or a slightly weird relationship to make. Mm. <laughs> so... Yeah, <laughs> that's so fun too. Yeah, and for me anyways, there was a test on HTML tags. How many HTML tags oh, do you I saw know? that, didn't touch it. <laughs> and I said, I did, there were probably, there were a handful that I didn't know even existed. I was like, oh, well, that's good to know now that I know that. You know? Um, yeah, the CSF stuff is, shaking things and creating things for me was the, yeah. you know really behind when i got into it and learned it and i remember even the web before css and um, that was a cold and desolate place but that's for another <laughs> podcast episode <laughs> um, 
When I very yeah. first, very, very, very first started learning, I did our church website really randomly. That was a weird part of my past um, with frame sets. So <laughs> good times. I you started off in frame react sets. to similar, but anyways, that's a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did frame sets too. And as a matter of fact, I worked somewhere where they were still using frame sets, what, four years, five years ago? That's impressive. So, um, again, that's a whole different episode. Um, you know, we're getting, yeah, we're getting close to time. Uh, I'd like, I like to, you know, close out the podcast with my guests, letting the listeners know what they have going on. But we, that's all we've been talking about is what you've got going on. Um, I, if there's anything else that's going on that you want to know, if you, any other projects you have going on, let you know. You can let the people know about that and where people can find you online. Yeah, I think we definitely did cover the majority of the projects. Um, um, I'm always, I'm always open to feedback. Um, I am also a mother with two small children, so between full time work and motherhood, I don't always see. Your comments but i try to capture them and try to get back to you um if they're respectful and that sort of thing yep. um and aren't trying to pick a fight i don't answer to those either yep. um and otherwise please always let me know if you find a general bug or particularly an accessibility bug in my projects or my tutorials um I, you know, I, I give it that separate, but I want to know about it because I want to fix it for the next person. So I'm always open to that feedback. Um, I'm also open to feedback on topics to explore on modern CSS um, as tutorials. Um, so yeah, just, just feel free to reach out. <laughs> and you are 5E3EH on Twitter, CodePen, and GitHub. Yes. Your, I want to say personal site is moderncss.dev? It's definitely my main, main link. Um, my portfolio is think to be create, which along with my username is very legacy, or <laughs> personal legacy, um, which that kind of links out to everything else then, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. And the rest of the links, you know, I'll throw in the show notes. If you got anything, let me know. And I'll throw those in the show notes as well. Um, and I mean, get a few minutes left teaching. Um, I like teaching. I don't do it a lot. I am not a content creator per se. Um, what attracted you to the teaching side of the of the stuff you do? Or yeah, close it out with question. that. Because um, you're right, it's not, it's not, it well, it's something that requires some kind of muscle exercise, I think, mm -hmm. to get into. Um, whether you're writing, you know, whatever format you choose, um, I, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, I tried blogging several times throughout my career. Um, I thought, because again, think of 13 years ago, there was not Twitter. Um, so I think, I think Smashing and CSS Tricks came on. I think Smashing was a little bit earlier, like 13 or 14 years ago, maybe and CSS a little bit later. Um, you know, but when those came online, then you're like, oh, these people are amazing. I, I need to write to their level or what's the point, <laughs> which is silly. Yeah. Please ditch that thought if you are currently having that thought. Um, so here I am 13 years later, finally figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you have a topic that you're passionate about, it doesn't have to be an in-depth tutorial. You know, it can be just something you learn that day. So mm -hmm. with that said, I found dev.2 yeah. and they actually have like, one of the um, topics you can do is like today I learned, which I think is great because that's a, I think that's a really good intro point 
to kind of start, like I said, kind of exercising your, if you're going to write, writing muscle, um, you know, because video is also not for everyone. I've enjoyed egghead video because I'm not really the personally the kind of YouTube put my face in the screen corner mm-hmm. <laughs> type of an instructor. Um, I don't mind doing, you know, chats like this, but yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely about finding a format that works for you. And because um, if you don't enjoy, you know, creating the content, you're not going to enjoy teaching it at the end either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so just, it's, it's been an evolution kind of right alongside my projects. <laughs> yeah, definitely still learning. Um, Mm-hmm. how to manage the different formats too. <laughs> I have fun learning. I learn every day. I learn when I see your stuff and it's great. And I want to thank you for coming on today. Uh, thank you so much. Always a pleasure chatting, tweeting back and forth. <laughs> um, I just want to say, you know, I know a lot of people that uh singing your praises for the content you have so uh-huh. <laughs> it's awesome work keep it up and um i have to have you back on with your next next batch of projects <laughs> in the future <laughs> sounds good well thank you so much for inviting me on today it's been awesome yeah. chatting with with you <laughs> Well, thank you. And uh, we're going to close out. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into the Front End Nerdery podcast. I'll be back next month with a new guest, new topics, and conversation about front end design development and more. If you would please rate this podcast on your podcast device of choice, like, subscribe, and watch on the Front End Nerdery YouTube channel. Links to transcripts and show notes are there in the description on the YouTube channel. I'm Todd Libby, and this has been the Front End Nerdery Podcast. Thanks, and see you next time.